Brian and I are here with Megan Murphy. She is the content director at Women's Day, and she's here to talk to us about the media industry and all kinds of fun stuff. So thank you so much, Megan, for joining us today. Yay! <laughs> so Megan, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey. You've done so many things. So that journey to Women's Day, where you are now. Yeah, I've had sort of a crazy winding career, and I never give good career advice because my path was so <laughs> crazy pants. Um, but I started when I was, I think, 17 years old. When I was in high school, I won an essay contest. I had written an essay on overcoming adversity. Long story short, my best friend and I had tandem eating disorders. She passed away. They made a TV movie about us. I wrote an essay about recovery. And, you know, I, I was named a Horatio Alger National Scholar, um, was featured on an NBC special. And that really sort of springboarded my career in journalism. I got a newspaper job as a cub reporter at the Star Ledger in New Jersey. And YM Magazine called and wanted to do my story. And I said, sure, but I want to write it. And I also want to be an intern. Yay. Um, <laughs> and I was super ballsy and fearless because I didn't know any better. Um, and so yet yeah, they were like, sure, great, write the story. Um, wrote the story, translated that into an internship, translated the internship into a contributing editor gig while I was finishing and taking school. I went to Rutgers and studied acting in English. I was also um, doing some hosting work on MTV. So I did, was a lifestyle correspondent and worked on the Carson Daly show before it was TRL and did some, you know, lots of stuff on MTV. And then uh, Time Inc. tapped um, my boss to start a new teen property for um, Time Inc. So we went over there and we started Teen People magazine. Um, the funny part is in the early days, we called it Cool, K-E-W-L, and that eventually <laughs> morphed into Teen People by the time we launched. So I worked on that launch while finishing school. Um, and then ultimately from there, I wound up going into digital for a hot second. I founded um, a property called iTurf, which was like a, a teen community um, by the brand Delia's, which was like a clothing company back in the day in a store. So we created- I used to property. shop at Delia's. I used I to shop at like, Delia's. So I did a, a website and a community for them. I have no clue what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it, was like, it was like a really cool clothing brand and store back in the day. <laughs> Um, and from there, I feel like I like lose track of my crazy career trajectory. But then I think I wound up um, at Victoria's Secret. I was on the creative team at Victoria's Secret. I helped concept the pink line um, and spent a couple of years at Victoria's Secret before getting back into magazines. I helped launch Lifetime magazine for Hearst. Did probably eight months there before jumping ship to Cosmo and those senior editor at Cosmo for four years before heading over to Condé Nast where I went, this is like exhausting, right? It's like LinkedIn vomit. And then I went to um, <laughs> Self Magazine where I was the fitness director and, content, um, and deputy editor for nine years. So there I sort of got my fitness chops, became a certified trainer, made workout videos with Jillian Michaels and Tone It Up and Sean T and all the things and um, did a lot of on-camera fitness stuff, was also the deputy editor. And then um, I went back to Hearst to go to Good Housekeeping, where I was the executive editor for six years um, and really became a uh, household hack master there. And then um, at the start of COVID first asked me to take over Woman's Day and re-energize it. And so um, from my kitchen, I uh, <laughs> put together a team and reinvented the 130-year-old magazine complete with a new logo, a new look, and uh, kind of turned it into destination celebration. 
which is a party on every page, no holiday left behind from Taco Tuesday to Easter. <laughs> and uh, it's been pretty wild. So that's just my magazine career, scarily enough. Hold on, hold on. you don't look old enough to have done all of that. Here's well, the problem. <laughs> this is funny. So I'm a, I'm a 45 year old mother of three. Um, my kids call me a fake grown up. They're like, you're a kid grown up mom. You're more <laughs> kid than grown up. And I think, I think that's sort of like, yay attitude that I live with, like keeps me looking and feeling way younger than I am. Um, but I've lived a lot of life, a lot, a lot of life. I don't think I've ever met anyone that had a dual major that used both majors in so many ways as you between cool? the journalism right? and, and like the, mm-hmm. the video aspect of it, right? Yeah. Or the acting aspect of it, yeah. which, is, yeah. which is awesome. Well, it's my favorite part because like I can remember back in the day where my parents were like, yeah, we're really, we're going to pay for a theater degree. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> and I have to say like that aspect of my education is the most useful I think it helps you build confidence. It helps you stay present. Um, I even talk about it in my book. I think like I'm very able to stay in my day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as Stanislavski would say, you know, react truthfully in the moment (laughs) because of all my acting background, right? Like, uh, I think it was really, 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 really valuable education. I've put all my kids in acting classes for nothing more than teaching them, you know, stage presence and confidence. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. You're so much fun, Megan. I don't even know where I am right now. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I like to put life through the fun filter. That's what we say. That's actually, that's, that's the mandate at Women's Day is that we put everything through the fun filter and like, we'll turn something in and we'll be like, but is it fun enough? <laughs> no, maybe there could be a knock, knock joke on this front door. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Oh, man. So, I mean, obviously, you've done so much. Now, how important would you say it is to have your hands in so many things at once? Now, whether it be uh, so many projects, so whether it be, you know, you've got your, the book and, and now you're a content director, and what about, you know, podcasts and things like that? So yeah. how important is that to really touch all of those? Well, I would say this. I'm not a very strategic human, I don't give a lot of thought to what I'm doing. I give a lot of feeling to what I'm doing. So if I'm really excited and really passionate about something, I can't stop myself. Um, If I don't care, I can't do it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, it's really about, um, I love making this magazine and I've made it my passion because it's I've transformed it so that it's all about celebrations. That's what I do. I find the yang in every day. It's who I am. Like downstairs in my house right now, there's a kitchen, like the kitchen is set up as a Halloween show that I have to film on Monday. The dining room is a Thanksgiving show that I need to film complete with crafts and all the things. And I'm like, this is my job. How could that ever feel like work? There's a Halloween party in the kitchen and a Thanksgiving giving celebration in the dining room. So for me, it's like, chase what excites you, like live with passion and purpose. And then it's really not about like, I need to be juggling five things. Like, it's not like I need a podcast, check. I need a book, check. It's like, oh my God, I care so much about this right now. I I can't stop myself. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, what's interesting too. One of the things I, I find is the more excited you are about what you're doing, the more excited other people become about what you're doing. And then it just, it builds and builds and yes. builds until every Energy is contagious. So you might as well make your energy good or you're going to attract a shit show. Yeah, <laughs> that is so true. Right? 
All right. Well, I'm gonna. I, I, we're having fun, but let's talk a little. Megan, we're totally derailing Nicolette, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. No. Sorry. <laughs> this is what I always do to I'm my. I'm not kids. fun. I am not fun. We have a motto in my house: there is no fun. <laughs> oh my gosh! Come here for like five minutes. We'll rub off on you. Yeah. My husband and my son—they're like, we're laughing. It's after nine. We gotta stop. Mom's gonna yell. <laughs> I'm terrible. I run a tight ship, but no one listens to me anyway. So <laughs> but, I'm listening. But uh, I just want to talk a little bit about something that's really important, especially right now. You know, um, this month we're focusing a lot here at Insomnicat on on media, the media industry in general, and that's kind of in lieu of the election coming up and the profound role we feel the media has in, in you know public information, the way we consume information. Mm-hmm. So. You know, recently we spoke with um, Cision about the state of the election analyses they are doing, and it's a very nonpartisan, you know, we don't want to get political. And, and so we just wanted to talk to you for a minute about h- how you feel about the responsibility that media professionals across, you know, doesn't matter uh, how, how, how big of a responsibility do they have to the public, especially in your position? Sure. So I think that every brand has a unique responsibility. Woman's Day, our unique responsibility is helping people to find joy in an incredibly tough and trying time. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm going to encourage you to vote and I'm going to encourage you to, to you know, all of those things. But really my, my mission and my team's mission is to be an outlet for joy and fun easy, quick meals. We want to make your day happier, healthier, easier, and more joyful. Because I think one of the toughest things to do right now is to find the yay in the day, right? I mean, if you get sucked into the news cycle, like, I mean, you crash and burn. So I feel like my responsibility as the editor of Woman's Day and our brand is to make you laugh, is to make you smile, to make you realize that there is hope and that it's okay to feel optimistic and it's okay to be happy and it's okay to smile a little bit harder. Like we need to do those things too for our mental health. And so that's our, that's our obligation as a brand. Many, many other newsletters, outlets and, and Hearst owned properties have a very different mandate, but that's my contribution to the world. And I think that I'm okay with staying in that lane right now because that's how I'm helping people. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a great place to be, right? Because I think changing people's day, even a little bit, putting a little bit of smile mm-hmm. on it, it just changes your, your outlook, you know, your outlook on everything. Exactly. So. Yeah. And I think like good people make good choices. Good people do good deeds. Like it inspires kindness. It inspires mm-hmm. happiness. It inspires fun, right? Like that's what I'm here for. I want to, I want to make you mentally stronger, um, emotionally stronger. I want you to realize that like, you know what, I'm going to, my house is going to explode Halloween for 31 days and it's going to bring everybody joy and it's going to make everybody happier. That's awesome. So you're, let's go back to that for a second. So you've got two sets downstairs. Now you've got, um, you're, you know, you're engaging in print, digital, video. You're you're really touching all kind of outlets. Now I I shared this story with you uh, prior to this, uh, you know, when we were, when I was in school, uh, broadcast journalism was my major. And I remember this class, multimedia journalism, and the professor had a phone. He's like, we're going to use this. 
and this is the new tool. And then everybody was like, oh, and he wanted us to like set up LinkedIn again. <laughs> and so, so I, it made me realize like, wow, we were so, where were we, you know, we were living in these dark ages, but you know, so in your opinion, you know, and over the course of your career, what do you, what do you consider the most profound transformation in the industry? I mean, when I started at YM Magazine in 1993 or four, I mean, we had typewriters and I'm not kidding you. Like we had eraser tape and typewriters and that's not a joke. Um, there was no- Did you guys have the blue lines where you were, you were putting everything on it? Yes, and there was, no, there was no World Wide Web to look up news stories. Like we got every paper from around the country delivered and we're looking for those human interest stories. Like it, it wasn't like you had, you could look at your Twitter feed to find out what was happening. Like you had to find the news. So like that's been crazy and profound and amazing and made our jobs easier in so many ways. Um, I think of every new piece of technology as like a new toy that helps me invigorate and energize the way I'm doing my job. Like at my core, I'm just a content creator. I'm good at creating content. I'm good at finding news that people can use and making it fun and exciting. That's what I do. Sometimes I do it on video. Sometimes I do it in print. Sometimes I do it on digital. Sometimes I do it on a podcast. You know, sometimes I do it in my front lawn. I don't know. Um, you know, like it's, it's, but that's at my core, I'm a content creator. Throw more toys at me. Like it makes it, it invigorates my job. I mean, I've been doing this for over 25 years. I, that's, can you imagine if we, I was still on a typewriter with like correctable ink or whatever the heck that like, right. I would like punch myself in the face. I'd be so bored. Well, e even the process, right, has changed because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the same way as you, right? I don't really remember starting on typewriters, but I, I do remember like computers and it was a little bit different, but, and, I, I, and I'm older than you, so um, do you know what really, I mean? Really, we had typewriters in the YM Gruner and Yar offices. But, but I remember, do you remember like film? Like you would get yeah. the film and you would check to make sure you had every layer of film so it would print correctly. You know? Well, you know, it was crazy too. Like I was a photo director, like I directed my shoots. Uh, like, so you'd go to Costa Rica and you'd be on this beach and you'd be shooting these epic shots. And then you would hold your breath till you got back to New York because you didn't even know if you really got the shot. Because you couldn't just like look on the screen and be like, okay, I got it. <laughs> point, like you were, you were producing these magazines and then you, you, until it was almost done, you didn't even know what it's going to look like. Like the digital aspect yeah. of everything it was, completely changed that. I think that's a big thing. Yeah. yeah huge. Like major. <laughs> I just keep picturing a typewriter. <laughs> I know. But even think about technology. Like I, I like redesigned, changed the logo, like, overhauled Women's Day. I've never been in the office with these people. I've never been in the Hearst Tower with this team. Like we did it from home. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Like that's really, really nuts that technology has advanced to that level. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So over the course of this fruitful career you've had, what would you consider to be your most impactful moment? Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of all the work I've done and, and I'm not afraid to say that because um, I have worked really hard. I will say signing my book deal with Penguin Random House was this, the most insane moment of my life. When I came home and my kids had like baked me a lightning bolt cake and had a big banner that said your fully charged life with penguin stickers all over it. Like I, I surprised myself. I made my kids proud and it, it's like the biggest dream. I mean, it was something I was like bold enough to say out loud three years ago and to actually make it happen, make it real, have 
you know, a publishing house as illustrative as Penguin Random House want to buy it. Mm-hmm. And that, that was like a really, really, really wow moment in my life. That's awesome. Brian, you've been so quiet. Are you worried? Really? Like really? Me? You, think, you, think I, you think I've been quiet? Yeah. I don't know. You were getting all serious before. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. So, so, can, can, so what, what inspired you to, to write your book? So, so my book, it's called Your Fully Charged Life, and it is a radically simple approach to having endless energy and filling every day with yay. So it's the way I live my life, um, but it's the way I've retrained my brain to exist. So I'm a person who is, my negativity bias is strong. I'm inherently negative. My nickname was Grumpy as a kid. I wore a gold grumpy necklace. Um, I didn't want to go to Disney World because it would be hot and there would be lines and why would anyone <laughs> want to do that? Um, and gradually I completely rewired. And I, and I think there's been a lot of, you know, pieces to that puzzle, but you know, a big transformational turning point for me was when I wrote this article for cosmopolitan magazine back in the day called the seven secrets of happiness. And in doing that research and talking to psychologists, it was the first time I actually realized happiness is a bit of a choice. Yes, we it's it isn't something that happens to you. Life is not happening to you. You are happening to it. Mm -hmm. And you have absolute control over how you feel and how you function in the world. And so I began to change and I began to make these shifts. And subsequently, people would be like, how do I harness your positive energy? How do I live this way? And I was like, I wish I could sell my secret sauce, like get the IV. I want to share it because this is a good way to live. It feels good, especially because it's not who I inherently am. And it wasn't that hard, you know? And um, so I wrote a book about it (laughs) and that's that like the book is basically like tips, tricks, science backed strategies for operating at full battery in all of the different aspects of your life from your work charge to your love charge, to your health charge, to your positive charge. Cause it really all does start up here to your recharge. When the world falls apart, how do you pick up the pieces? Um, yeah. And, and sorry. Oh, and the extra charge because <laughs> I'm, I'm so extra. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm, I'm actually with you. Cause I believe, I forgot what the quote is. It's like people tend to seek happiness when happiness is actually a choice. And, and I believe that too. Like there's a, I think there's a certain, I do think there's a certain point when everyone sort of realizes that, right. You know, mm-hmm. I think there is, but here's my question for you. Cause I'm like very energetic too. That's why Nicholas probably saying I seem pretty quiet, but do you like for me, I'm go, 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 go. And I work on all the things I want. And I have so many, you know, passions and I, I, I same thing. I follow the, the things I yeah. want to follow. Do you crash completely at night when you hit the sack? Like I am like, as soon as I hit the bed, I'm out. Like yeah. that's it. That's oh it. my gosh. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like my husband calls it the off switch and he's, he's always like freaked out by how easily I can just shut down. I don't really, I don't go to bed with a lot of worries. I mean, it's not like, it's not like things don't worry me, but I don't go to bed with a head full of worries. I think I'm just so exhausted um, (laughs) by the time I'm ready for bed. And I'm very protective of my sleep. You know, it's not like I get, I get seven hours. I'm, you know, protective about getting that seven hours because I realize how important sleep is to staying fully charged. But, um, but I don't, I don't go to bed with worry. Yeah, no, you, it, well, it's, it's definitely for me, it's the time where my mind rests, right? It relaxes exactly. and then you, you come back in and you're, you're ready yeah. for the next day. You my know, husband you calls it the party. hamster on a wheel. He's like, there's just like, it's like there's a hamster and he's running laps and he never stops. <laughs> yes. That's my mind. So welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. It's just like, bing, bing, bing. Oh, 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 yeah. oh. 
yeah. 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 I, sometimes, sometimes I feel like the dog and up squirrel, squirrel, you know, <laughs> but then I got to focus myself and go, that's the squirrel I want, you know? Yeah. 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 To Brian's point though, when you were talking about crashing brain, I thought you meant like, I, I thought I didn't realize you were going to say at the end of every day, I will say there are, do you have these like spurts of real creativity followed by like, eh, I'm really not feeling creative anymore. Like, that's what I think. You know, two weeks ago, I was up all night. I was like, talking about overcharged. I was like, I couldn't stop. You know, I'm like sitting on writing. I'm like, I'm I'm emailing at 1230, which I'm usually in bed at 10, the latest, you know, I'm tired. And uh, then this week, I'm like, oh, to pick up the pen is just like, I don't feel like. I think that's like when I'll do one thing that I know will, will get my juices flying, whether that's like a workout or, you know, like a crazy craft project, Mm -hmm. like decorating. Like for instance, like if I putter, I call it like sort of like a moving creative meditation. Like if I'm stuck, I just start moving around the house. And maybe that means I'm (laughs) hanging Halloween garland or I'm making some kind of crazy food art or something, but like I'll do something creative to get the creative juices flowing if I feel stuck, like you can't just sit and feel stuck. The second you start doing, like you start the chain reaction. Yeah. So you mentioned exercise, like I'm, I'm a firm believer in, you need both, right? You need mental exercise. You need physical exercise to stay healthy, energized. Are you, you know, you, you mentioned that, is that something you do every day? Oh yeah. 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 Moving my body is non-negotiable. Like I work out. So I work. Um, that is, it's, it is crucial to my, to my happiness. I've learned that about myself. Um, I don't exercise as punishment for eating something. I don't <laughs> exercise to fit in skinny jeans. No, 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 no. I, I exercise to manage my moods um, and to manage my energy and as, as an important stress outlet. I found that I need to do it early in the morning. So I'm like a 5 a.m.er. I love Dawn Patrol. I am very much missing gyms. I love the community of a Dawn Patrol class. Mm-hmm. I have been able to do some outdoor workouts, but um, mostly I'm kind of doing Zoom workouts and Peloton and going for runs. But I notice and my family notices. I mean, they'll be like, Mom, maybe go for a run. Yeah. Can you go for a run? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah, my kids do the same. Like, I'm a, I'm a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. My kids are like, oh, cool. They're like, you need to go train. I'm like, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, just, you don't feel, you know, you don't feel like, I, I don't know, I have this belief, like people who work out are, are to me, the most mentally balanced people, right? It I just so balances too. it out. So when you don't, you feel off, like you just, your day feels off or whatever, if you haven't done it in that time frame. I a hundred percent agree. Like 100% agree. And it's funny too, cause I'll say to someone like, Hey, just give it a try. Like, because you have to get into the routine of it. And once you get into the routine of it, your body needs it. Your body craves it. You see your moods, your sleep, everything starts to improve. Your relationships start to improve. Everything starts to improve. All right, Megan. So give us some advice for the young media professionals out there. What would, what do you mm-hmm. want to tell them? What do you, what should they know as they're embarking on, on their career path? I think the key is there's no clear path right now, right? I mean, like there aren't really internships and there are endless hiring freezes, all the things, but I think nobody's stopping you from creating the content you want to create. And you can, you can do that on any number of your own platforms that you can control, um, 
like have a really incredible, engaging Instagram feed that that is reflective of the kind of content you want to share. Have, you know, a YouTube channel, have a strong TikTok, have, I mean, a blog-ish, they're kind of going away, but like create content, show that you know how to create content, create content that you actually care about. Um, and then engage with people who are creating the kind of content that you want to create and you care about. I mean, I think now with social media, it is easier than ever to connect with people who could create opportunities for you. Um, you know, I mean, people reach out to me all the time. Like I've, I've featured people's work. I've hired illustrators and crafters and creators and writers just by linking up on social media. I mean, if you have access to people that you never, in you know, back in the day, like if I wanted to talk to the editor-in-chief of a magazine, like short of like storming her office <laughs> unauthorized, like how's that happening? You know, there you didn't have all of this access. You can you can access any editor of any publication, any digital director, any site director on social media. You can tweet them. You can in, you can interact with them on Instagram. And if you do it in a very thoughtful, engaged, interested way, they're probably going to engage back. And hey, listen, nobody has any budget. So like maybe you create some free content at first and that turns into something bigger and better. That is good advice. That is really good advice. And leave us with this. Five to 10 years, where do you see the industry going? Um, I am not a very forward thinker. I'm a very stay in your day kind of gal. <laughs> and I mean, like, imagine you asked me this in February, right? right. <laughs> well, how the heck can you predict anything ever? And so I am a person who's like, well, never, th A, never thought that I'd be taking over Woman's Day. B, never thought I'd be doing it from my kitchen. C, never thought the world would be in the state. It's like, so, so to imagine five, 10 years from now, like, like how can you even do that? I just feel like yelling out carpe diem right now. Right? Like it is so about, my kids will say this to me all, I, this is my anthem is stay in your day, stay in your day, stay in your day. I don't even care about what's happening Saturday, which makes me a really crappy planner and sometimes drives my husband nuts. But like, how could we predict anything if, what is happening? Like, I just keep saying as people, like, put yourself back in February. <laughs> Would you have predicted this? Absolutely not. So why are you worrying about what's going to happen in five years? Good point. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> Brian, is there anything else you want to touch no, on? No, no, no. Megan, um, tell us where we could find out more about you and your book. Sure. So um, I am pretty active on Instagram and that is Megan, M-E-A-G-H-A-N-B Murphy. Um, there's, it's a leprechaun name. So I always keep my middle name, which is the letter B with no period. It's just the letter B in there. Um, very active there. And your fully charged life um, comes out February 23rd. It is available for pre-order now on um, Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all the big big dogs. I, all, of course, love to also shop local and support local. So, you know, find your local bookstore and tell them to carry it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Megan. This was awesome. Thank you. Also, Woman's Day Magazine. I should, should clearly plug my magazine as well, which is available on newsstands. And it is actually the number one selling magazine on newsstands. This is our current cover. And I think it's fantastic. It's a Dracula pumpkin. Did you shoot that from your kitchen? So um, we shot this years ago, and I doctored it for a cover. 
We're getting very, very creative. <laughs> oh, I, I love that pumpkin. I'm gonna, I'm Isn't gonna, it cool? I know. I'm going to make me one for Halloween. Oh, my gosh. I'm doing a, a Today Show Halloween front lawn segment, and it's, it's honestly, it's going to be next level spooktacular. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll check that out. Thank you so much again. Yeah. Thank you for having me.